Hello, this is Alex here, Digital Empowerment Manager at Promo Republic. Thank you for joining the new episode of our interview series, part of Promo Republic's Emergency Marketing Center. Here at Promo Republic, we are currently devoted to helping businesses survive the COVID-19 crisis and prepare the framework for the financial rebound that's coming. That's why we're preparing a hub of useful content for marketing leaders to explore the latest news, articles, webinars, and interviews on how to maintain trust and relationship with your clients utilizing digital marketing. Be sure not to miss any of our updates by subscribing to the weekly newsletter. I'm Solomon Choi, uh, founder and CEO of 16 Handles. We're a frozen yogurt and dessert franchise based in New York City. I started the business in 2008. And we now have uh, 33 locations, primarily in the tri-state here in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and a store in Florida as well. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. I've actually uh, been to 16 Handles a couple times in the downtown area. Uh, I myself am also based out of New York. I'm out here in Staten Island. Uh, so just kind of, we're kind of local. Uh, what borough are you in? Mm -hmm. Uh, we're at primarily in Manhattan. Uh, we do have a location in Brooklyn, um, in Williamsburg. Um, but yeah, not, not in Staten Island um, or Queens at the moment. Yeah. Okay. At the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So thank you for dedicating your time and jumping into our call today. Uh, so with no further ado, let's get started. Could you tell me a little bit about how 16 Handles is currently handling essentially the COVID crisis and how your day-to-day -day operations have changed? So as far as our operations, it's primarily changed because we're a self-serve model mm -hmm. and being a brick and mortar restaurant, you know, we are in the restaurant food service industry. Um, you know, we found some additional challenges right now when social distancing is highly encouraged and uh, people are, um, you know, kind of afraid of like touching what other people have touched. Yeah. Um, it certainly hindered our ability to um, operate and fully function our businesses. Uh, right now, out of the 33 locations, we do have six veteran operations. Um, mm -hmm. And what they have decided to do was uh, focus mainly on um, order ahead for pickup and delivery. Mm -hmm. And most of our stores were on delivery platforms uh, prior to this, but at least for those six stores, they find it um, worthwhile to you know stay open and be able to service their market. But mm -hmm. um, right now, all of our Manhattan locations are closed, um, including okay. our corporate location in Williamsburg. And mm -hmm. for us, it was um, less about trying to work towards break even and just more about the health and safety of our employees, just because we are at the epicenter um, of this um, of this outbreak right now. Definitely, definitely. Uh, now, I also uh, checked out some of your social media channels, and I noticed that um, some of the Manhattan stores are driving incentive to kind of get some ice cream out to frozen yogurt out to some of the hospitals. Uh, is, is that still kind of going on? Or was that like prior to the closure? That was prior to the closure. Yeah. And that's just something where that franchise operator, um, his sister works as a physician at uh, Mount Sinai Hospital. And so Yep. Uh, just more of a nice gesture they did it for her and her team. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, our, our New York City stores are out of operation currently. Um, and so uh, okay. while we'd love to do more of those types of initiatives, again, right now, our main objective is to keep employees home. Gotcha, gotcha, understood. So appreciate the transparency. And that's really a nice touch, mm -hmm. kind of to spread the humanity in the time of need in like any way possible kind of businesses mm -hmm. are really stepping up and driving their initiatives. And it's it's really great. 
so overall, based on essentially, so a majority of the stores are closed right now. What marketing channels are those stores utilizing to kind of still communicate with the audience to stay relevant in their minds? I mean, right now, um, it's most of the marketing is done at the corporate level. And so okay. I would say it's really been through email marketing. I mean, one of the things that we have seen, probably as a result of everyone kind of staying home and on their devices, is we've seen a, um, an, a, a pretty dramatic increase in open rates for emails, um, okay. especially as we are really only providing pertinent data regarding, um, you know, whether it's a store temporary closure or delivery only. Again, we're not doing branding marketing. We don't think that that's really the, the best time to do this right now, uh, but yeah. really being more informative as far as how their local store may have changed operations or seized operations. And so, um, you know, we're seeing upticks of like 50% plus in terms of open rate. And so mm -hmm. while that's great from a, a marketer's perspective, um, and we'd certainly love to do that during good times when, uh, you know, when we're actually promoting and advertising something, um, we do exactly. feel that uh, that's that's been the, the most beneficial way of being able to uh, communicate with our guests again at the per store level as a brand uh, there are some posts here and there but again just understanding the sensitivity of all this and people probably focusing more on hey like how am I going to deal with unemployment how am I going to deal with um, applying for loans and grants how am I, you know there's how am I going to pay rent you know it's April 1st today and so yeah. there we just felt that um, probably not the best time and to keep those airwaves clear to let really more important um, uh, information kind of flow through and not get cluttered with branding at this time um you know we do feel though that that is temporary and you know as the week days and weeks go on that there will be a more appropriate time to do that so it's certainly not something that um you know we don't think will be important then but just right now felt that um marketing for the sake of marketing right now it's it's probably not not the best time for that yeah definitely 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 okay understood i appreciate your transparency there Uh, in terms of essentially uh, kind of overall, how, how does social media factor into your digital marketing? Yeah, like so it's probably the, the yeah, it's, it's the biggest, uh, you know, it's the biggest own channels that we use. And so mm -hmm. most of our um, ad budget, as well as our efforts are across our social platforms, namely uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, and, uh, and Twitter, probably in that order. And so with that, as well as web actually. And so um, social media has also been helping us drive awareness to, again, like the delivery platforms, both the third parties that we're on, as well as um, probably the biggest initiative and to help answer this question is uh, what we've been focusing on since last year and that's carried on uh, through Q1 of this year was really native online ordering through our website. And so you'll probably hear mm -hmm. a lot of uh, restaurants going through this just because the fee structure with a lot of the third parties don't make sense for the long run. And yeah. so, um, you know, we were trying to be proactive and not that we don't want to be on those platforms because they get the most eyeballs, but we also felt that, uh, you know, we have an in-store loyalty program through a mobile app, you know, mm -hmm. we've had that for years. And so if we can kind of connect the dots and create the ecosystem so that way loyalty stays within our own channels, we felt that mm -hmm. that was the best way we would be able to not only collect that customer's data, but be able to service him or her better with more personalized messaging, as well as, um, you know, offers and incentives that made sense. And so at, at the same time, allowing our franchisees to have a method of being able to fulfill online orders without getting crushed with the different fees that were out there. Um, so that's continuing to happen. And we feel that this downtime we have right now has been advantageous because even in certain markets where, 
they kind of held off and were pushing back in terms of unlocking these features and paying the ongoing monthly SaaS fees to activate online ordering through our website. Mm -hmm. uh, they now know that, uh, you know, human behavior as it exists now is never going to go backwards to what it was before. Um, it's only going to continue to accelerate towards um, businesses really needing to out of necessity, not, not just luxury, but necessity to have things like buy online, pick up in store, as well as delivery, really from a convenient standpoint. And again, I think this idea of um, social distancing is not something that's going to be forgotten overnight. Um, mm -hmm. Just like I don't think that uh, this disease is necessarily going to go away. Um, but as it is now something that is probably going to be incorporated into our lives as something that uh, continues to occur, you know, um, each year, I think um, people's behaviors as they're being drastically changed now in the, in the coming weeks, the past weeks, as well as the, the upcoming weeks and months, uh, it's imperative for businesses, especially for business like ours, to have this as an option so that the way we're still engaging with our guests, even outside of our four walls. And, you know, while we do want them to, con you know, also eventually come back into our stores, we you know, want to be sensitive to the needs that um, you know, they may love our brand, they may want our product, but we need to find ways to make it easier for them to get it from us. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're evolving as humans essentially on a day-to-day -day basis and how essentially our decisions are made and just the convenience factor that comes along the way. It's just like we're, we live in a data-rich world now, so it's like I definitely align with you there that we're, not, we're never moving backwards. We're always going to move forwards and when these kind of things happen, it's a learning experience and how overall we can do better in the future. So I'm definitely aligned with you there. Uh, just to touch upon essentially, so you did mention that kind of social is one of those main digital channels that you invest into when it comes to ad framework. Uh, is that something that you're still driving or is that on hold due to what's going on? Again, right now it's on hold. It's very sparing messages um, as they become you know, but again, as, as stores start reopening again, and some of these, um, not that there's bans on our stores, but again, I think as uh, maybe the um, self-quarantining and the social distancing becomes a little bit more lax over time, which it will over time, that's probably when we'll kind of reactivate it back on. And um, even now, it's not that we're not posting anything. It's just the, the daily posting of things like products um, yeah. when most of our stores are closed just doesn't seem appropriate. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've... Uh, we'll still maintain kind of our, our content rich, you know, calendar in terms of like what we want to put out there um, and slowly turn that spigot on as, as, as appropriate. Now, when it comes to spreading a uh, social strategy, is that done strictly on a HQ level or is that something your franchisees are involved in a day to day as well? Um, it's primarily done at the social level. So the main corporate handles, the 16 handles accounts across all platforms, are uh, managed and controlled internally. Um, okay. However, we do allow um, local pages um, should a franchisee want to do that. So we do have mm -hmm. some franchisees who are more active and more savvy when it comes to managing okay. their digital channels. Um, I would say most of ours are not, so they kind of rely on us to do that. But mm -hmm. um, we do give them the ability to do that. So whether it's a, a local Facebook page or a local Instagram page, um, we do allow them to do that. And sometimes they have higher um, engagement and conversion rates on that because it's literally their customers, right? And those who yeah. are choosing to opt in and to follow uh, something that's being done at the local store level. So while some of the content may be repurposed at the local level. So for instance, if we launch a system-wide new flavor, uh, that impacts mm -hmm. all stores. And so um, they can take that content that we've created and, and repurpose that locally. But then also if they're doing, let's say a local fundraiser for a high school or for a local charity, that's something that they would just put on theirs. And uh, yeah. So again, there's flexibility there. And for us, 
in the same way that our business is self-serve, you know, we allow our franchisees to do that where, Hey, you can just completely rely on our, um, uh, you know, our corporate handles to do all of the brand marketing. And mm -hmm. if there's something you want to do in addition to that, we're also not going to stop you from doing that, but we do put guidelines in place as well because we don't want, um, you know, bad handles out there that, uh, that don't look yeah. good, that don't sound good, that aren't on brand. And so yeah. uh, there's a little bit of monitoring that we have to do, but uh, you know, that's a service level agreement that we have in place with those who choose to participate in that. Definitely. Definitely. So it definitely gives that creative flexibility to your franchise uh, franchisee owners who really do want to get involved and engage mm -hmm. with the local consumers and still offer that corporate support that sometimes and oftentimes is actually needed when it comes down to social. Um, okay, cool. I appreciate your insight for taking your time. Is there any sort of takeaways that maybe you would want to share with other businesses to kind of how do we could all get through together? Some takeaway notes? Yeah, so, you know, something that came up on another uh, discussion panel that I was a part of was really how do we foresee the restaurant ecosystem um, of the future? What is that landscape going to look like, um, you know, once we return to some sort of normalcy? And there were some good points that were brought up there. Um, I believe that you know, during a time like this where, you know, it feels like a, it is, and it certainly feels like a crisis every day because we're limited in what we can do. Um, the silver lining there is I think um, there's always innovation that comes out of this. And when I think about my journey, even moving to New York City at the beginning of 2008, right, that was kind of the last time we went, the New York City, for instance, went through, you know, something not to this magnitude, but again, something negative, you know, was in a recession, very high unemployment, and I remember uh, at the time when having all those things stacked against me that I had to outmaneuver and be more creative in terms of starting a new business, right? No one was going to be there to hand me out anything. I wasn't getting a bailout from the government. Um, so again, I think the silver lining in all this is while it's difficult, it's difficult for everybody. So it kind of um, neutralizes all of those things. Nobody really has a clear cut advantage when everybody has to be home or the majority of the people have to be home. And whether you're a DTC business, a brick and mortar business, B2B, B2C, everybody's facing the same set of challenges. So this is where I believe that, especially for restaurateurs, we need to look at making sure that we have um, omni-channel sales and marketing strategies, right? Mm -hmm. Our business is never going to be, again, just a brick and mortar four-wall store, right? Because if something like this were to happen again and your store is closed and you go to zero, then you know that's not a very defensible position to be in. And so... I am encouraged that I think a lot more businesses will look at things such as, you know, again, I'm ordering online, uh, picking up in store delivery, and even in a, above and beyond that, some of the other um, innovations that I see happening are uh, like home kits, right? Where you can, you can order something through, you know, through their website and they'll send you like the kit of parts. I recently just saw Shake Shack was offering this where you can buy the burger kit. Right. Oh. And so again, th this is where I think um, the innovation and again uh, from, being able to have the touch points of your, of your data, which are your customers, and being able to engage with them, being able to continue offering your product and service and having commerce, even if it's not out of your brick and mortar store is gonna be imperative. And so I, I, you know, while in every you know, tragic uh, situation, and we certainly are going through one, I believe those types of innovations will allow us to grow as um, you know, brands, business leaders, and new companies to even support those types of initiatives. Um, should come as a result of this. So that's what I'm trying to look forward to because I know, look, during this type of pandemic, it's easy just to kind of give up and be like, well, there's not really much that I can do. There's not much, there is. And, you know, I would say rather than just reading up on 
kind of the latest tolls on, on or, or the polls on, you know, how much this disease is spreading, which it will continue to spread. I would look at, hey, take a step back and think, hey, if I could redo my business, um, knowing that this epidemic were coming, right? So think about like, or this pandemic were coming, like think about six months ago, if mm -hmm. I had that chance of going back six months ago, what would I do? What would I invest in? What would I change? What would I build um, or have created for me to help offset the losses I know are going to come? I think that's a great exercise that all operators and all uh, you know, business leaders can think about because we have all this time right now, right? And um, so even over the next days, over the next few weeks, thinking about that, putting together a plan, and it doesn't even have to be a perfect plan, but just something um, would be a start. And, and I think uh, that will lead to something that I, I, I believe, um, you know, will only help impact businesses uh, going forward. And hopefully we never have to face another pandemic. But in the event that whether it's a pandemic or anything else that's out of our control happens to our business, that we have these other forms of revenue and sales channels to be able to still stay relevant and still engage with our customers. So that way the brand can continue to live. Um, I'm actually, you know, already kind of like sad about the fact that some of these businesses are just not going to survive and come out of this. And, you know, um, like I said, it's unfortunate that it took something to this degree uh, for us to kind of wake up. But I do hope that again, all of us as uh, you know, business operators do wake up and put together some, some strategy in place and actually have a plan of execution. Mm -hmm. So that would be kind of my, my message of encouragement as well as kind of something to think about because we have a lot of time to think right now, you know, it doesn't need to be just, catching up and watching every single Netflix documentary out there. I think this is a great time to reinvest also in just, you know, without having, you know, customers and employees and everything else that takes up all of our days to just kind of sit and reflect and think like, Hey, when I was building this business before. So for me, that was, um, you know, 2008, you know, is when I started this business, I had to sit thinking, kind of put together a plan and um, looking at it now, it's like, here's my chance to kind of reinvent Right? reinvent my services and offerings. So that way when times do, uh, you know, as time will progress and we do go back to some sort of normalcy, even though it'll be an altered normalcy, that we can continue to move forward and grow and not just go back, thinking we can just go back to the way it was, you know, three months ago, because I don't, I think those days are now gone and we're not going to experience the same sort of successes and revenues um, if we only go back to what we had in place three months ago. Really love the transparency, inspirational thoughts, and kind of overall forecast on how we should act further and moving forward and just be more forecastable. I really appreciate you for taking your time and really sharing your insights and what's going on internally in your company as well.